Welcome to the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, intended to equip and encourage business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs. Taught by active business owner, best-selling author, and teacher, Sean Castrina. All right, what we're talking about today on the podcast, the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, is pressure must become comfortable. Pressure must become comfortable. If you want to be an exceptional leader, if you want to do something that other people can't, pressure must become something that you become comfortable with. It doesn't shock you. It doesn't make you perform at your worst. I love this quote by legendary coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers for Super Bowl wins. Their coach Chuck Knoll said, pressure is something you feel when, when you don't know what you're doing. Pressure is something you feel only, I'm sorry, only when you don't know what you're doing. So, you know, as we look at what's going on in today's, you know, uh, you know, pandemic environment, there's obviously tremendous angst and pressure that everybody feels. And as I said, no matter what you go through in life, it either make you better or worse. It, it, guess what? If your goal is to live to be 80, 90, or 100, you're going to go through crap about every decade. I, I look at back at my life. I mean, 1991, you know, it looks like we're going to have a world war. And we have, a, you know, obviously we fight Iraq. To, you know, nine, then we have uh, 9-11. It looks like the world's going to come to an end again. 2008, it looks like the world's going to come to an end economically then. And then obviously we deal with the corona. So I accept that about every decade, something well outside of something I can control is going to rock my world and, the, you know, our country and whatever that case may be. So your ability to handle pressure when everybody else is losing their minds is what's going to separate you. As I tell my staff all the time, my businesses are, are neat. That I have a partner that partners with me in each one of my companies. So I have a lot of partners. And I always say to them, the reason why I get paid the big money, because they joke that I don't work a lot of hours anymore, I get paid the big money because I make the decisions nobody else wants to make, and I'm willing and able to pay the costs if I'm wrong. So not only do I typically am the, the catalyst to launch a company, but when I'm partnering with somebody, they defer to me to make big decisions. Why? Well, I'm, I'm older, I'm more experienced, and they're comfortable with that. But as I tell them, you know, I, I, you know, you have me. I'm able to make these big decisions. I'm comfortable making these big decisions. And if I'm wrong, I'm willing to take the, you know, pay for it. Typically, the partners that come in with me on these businesses don't have to provide capital. So literally, if I'm wrong, it's coming out of my end of the profit. But it's it's pressure. I'm comfortable with pressure. You know, you look at the great athletes, they do better under pressure. You look at quarterbacks that, you know, if you're looking at inside the 20-yard line, the red zone, you know, they throw interceptions. And then you look at Tom Brady, who doesn't. Why? He's been in the situation so many times that he's completely comfortable when nobody else is. So, in point number one in this, you know, how you need to become more comfortable with pressure that life is going to give you, you need to first become comfortable when others are not. Greatness always looks confident. You ever notice that? No, you know, it, 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 you look at, at, you know, I'm going to go back to great sporting events. Michael Jordan, okay? Three seconds left. Did you really want the ball in anybody else's hands? Of course not. Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Last drive. Can you think of anybody you'd rather have the ball? I mean, greatness always looks confident. 
no matter what the situation is, no matter how the pressure. Okay, so you need to learn to become comfortable when others are not. And to some degree, you're going to fake that a little bit. You're going to have to put your game face on. But if you look paranoid and you're distraught and, oh, the world's coming to an end, how are you going to lead your company through something like this? How are you going to lead your family through it? Number two is you got to have confidence in yourself. I, I've used this quote so many times, show me a man with no confidence and I'll show you a loser every time. And that stands for women too, okay? Show me a woman with no confidence and I'll show you a loser every time. You got to have confidence. Well, how do you do this? Well, you have a knowledge that others don't have. I mean, you just, you understand, you know, maybe your industry better. You understand the market better. You have a knowledge. You've experienced that others don't have. You've done it. You've seen it. Maybe you have past achievements, and you, you can grab on to those. When I got started, I would always look back to some athletic achievements that I had that I just used the statistics that, you know, I, I was in the top 1% of 1%, so why can't I do this in my career? Why can't my businesses be in the top 1%? When I competed athletically, that was my goal. Why can't I translate it over? Well, I passed achievements. Sometimes you just need to seek a small win so you can grow this confidence in yourself. Maybe you know, your goal is to achieve something great, but maybe you just need to get a small win right now. Whatever that may be. I, I, one thing I did last week when everything was you know, going into the toilet is I set a goal to put money in cash reserves last week. Okay, you know, this is like the worst week of the year. I cut everything. I moved all the pieces on the board. I redid a bunch of things. And we were able to put a little bit of money in reserve. Why did I do that? Because I wanted to, to script a small win for our company last week. Why? It gives me confidence in my ability to lead. My staff is very confident in me. They talk by my back and tell that, you know, can you believe we put money in reserves last week? I know they chat. Okay. Number three is I am. You need to be optimistic when others are not. I mean, how do you? How do you? Are you able to deal with pressure? You're optimistic when others are not. When everybody sees gloom and doom, you're like, you know, this too will pass. You know, I, I can handle this. Okay, you, you're optimistic. You know, obviously everybody's getting on Trump during this situation because. You know, he has a tremendous optimism and he talks about drugs that he thinks will be good and, and, and all these things that he's optimistic about. You're not going to change his mindset. He has been doing this his entire life. He's a power of positive thinking type of person. He's not going to draw into his life negativity. He's just not. He's a Norman Vincent Peale guy. A Joel Osteen would tell you the same thing. Joel would view this as this is a really tough thing, but we'll get through it. We've done it in the past. We'll be better because of it. You're never going to hear Donald Trump, President Trump, say, hey, you know, this isn't, these drugs are not going to work. You're never going to hear him say, uh, you know, it's getting so much worse and we can't figure it out. No, he's going to say, you know, yeah, things are increasing, but I see it leveling out soon. There's always a positive part of his message. That's how he's wired. He's trained his brain to think that way for 50 years. We, you know, People that handle pressure, they have optimism when others don't. Okay, so I, I'm never surprised at a press conference how he'll slant something to the positive. 
Yeah, that drug's going to work. I feel confident about that. Yeah, I think manufacturing will be able to, you know, ramp things up. And I and, and then everybody will, you know, hit them on cross, you know, they'll ask him questions, but where are your data? And, and obviously the scientists will get up there and go, well, we're not quite sure there, but we're working towards it. They got to kind of clean up his mess, but he's not going to change his optimism. Okay, so you need to be optimistic when others are not. And optimism creates this other thing is you see opportunity when others are seeking survival. So when others are just trying to survive, you're, you're looking for opportunities. Even in the midst of this with my companies, I'm looking for opportunities where we could be even more durable moving forward. Nobody could possibly imagine what we're going through, and I surely didn't. But in 2008, I was aware that through no fault of my own, there can be a market collapse. And a market collapse naturally keeps customers from spending as much money or any money. So I'm aware that things can happen, and that you know taught me to put money in mass reserves, never to run on 100% of what's coming in. To, to create multiple profit streams. So if one dropped off, we had others that, you know, were able to, you know, keep money coming into my companies. Why? Because I saw opportunities when everybody was thinking survival. In 2008, when everybody was thinking survival, I was looking for opportunities. And even today, I'm looking for opportunities. Listen, you need to also then finally learn lessons when others fail to. Again, in 2008, I learned lessons. I learned, A, you need cash reserves, like oxygen. I learned you need to get credit when, when you don't need it. 2008, when everybody you know, needed credit, nobody could get it. Banks don't loan money when they think you're broke or they think you're going to go under. These are lessons I learned. I also learned to hire people with mass capacity. People within my company, my top tier, can all do multiple jobs. I don't ask them to do that regularly, but like when the market contracts and I need to let people go, I can run on, let's just say there was 10 people I need to run the company for conversation's sake. Well, in a contraction, I could probably run it with six. I mean, I've got heavy hitters, you know, for two months could absolutely do multiple jobs. I would never ask somebody to do that long term. You're going to burn people out and, and that just never works. But the point is, is I learned these lessons. I learned I needed, you know, people with great capacity. They can do multiple jobs if the market, you know, uh, tumbled. If I was in turmoil, and, and I'm and I'm doing that right now. I, I'm moving the pieces on the board. I have one of my top people working for two of my companies. She's working for one of them in the morning, and one in the afternoon because she's crazy smart. She's an accountant, UVA grad. I love smart people with great capacity, and she fills it. So during this contraction we have right now. Because her knowledge, she, she's valuable on two fronts of our company. It's probably a third job she could do. What? Because I learned lessons in 2008. So again, pressure. You want to be top tier entrepreneur, grow a company, next level. You need pressure must become comfortable for you. Okay? And you do that because you learn to become comfortable when others are not. Again, what I say? Greatness always looks confident. Number two is you got to have confidence in yourself. You just do. Man, try to try to script out a small small win this week. You know, in football, they script the first few plays so the quarterback gets confident. Maybe you need to, to script out a win this week. You need to be optimistic when others are not. I can't imagine where negativity is helpful. 
You need to see opportunities when others are seeking survival. And you need to learn lessons when others fail to. Again, this is Sean Castorino with the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. It's always a privilege to equip, educate, and encourage entrepreneurs for success. You know, please, if you like the podcast, rate it, subscribe to it. Uh, tell your friends about it. That's what we most appreciate. If you have any questions, you can always send them to me at askshawn at seancastorina.com. That's askshawn at seancastorina.com. They come directly. They get forwarded into a private, my private email. You know, put question in the subject line. Don't drag these out. Uh, I have a attention span of a flea, but I will answer them. I answer them every morning. I, I set aside 15 minutes to answer these. So again, thank you so much. Follow us on Instagram. And again, we will talk tomorrow.